have been, uh, to use a min uh, Minnesota word, interesting, have they not? Uh, and our congregation alone has, has gone through a lot of uh, changes and whatnot that, that some of us may have even missed the announcements or, or things like that. Uh, but we've had seven babies born in this congregation in the last four months. Like, whoa! Uh, also, we had our first wedding. Uh, James and Kelsey were married on April 18th. I think you guys are here somewhere. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, there's just a lot of really fun and exciting things. Also, new people have been expressing interest in our church and being curious about it. And some of those folks are even here today. Where, uh, this is when I get emotional. Right Thank you for the laughter, Larry. I need that right now. Um, but like, our church is still on the move. It's still growing. Life is still going on. God is still among us. Praise the Lord. Well, like I said, this has been an interesting season. Uh, we've had a global pandemic, racial injustice in our own backyard, violent mobs have, have threatened the physical safety of a lot of our homes. Uh, we've, some of us have dealt with personal uh, health issues in our household, our household included, and we've just been knocked on our back from this constant wave of, of issue after issue that has been pounding us. And because of all of this, we have been experiencing this imposed fast from the most precious element of our common life together, Holy Communion. And this fast has been different than others. This wasn't initiated because of some sort of pietistic movement among us. This wasn't initiated from personal devotion or predictable patterns of the church calendar. No, this was a fast from the holy table because of the complex synchronization of these issues that I just mentioned before. Now, since the beginning of all of this, since all of this began, I have been asking us to consider this as an opportunity for us to stand in solidarity with those around the world who are unable to come and gather around the Lord's table, the persecuted church, those who also, because of the coronavirus, haven't been able to come and gather in their homes, the sick, the lonely, the dying, many, many Christians around the world who have not been able to come to the table. And so I hope that in these last four months, the Lord has been using that fast to speak to you in profound and powerful ways. I hope that that liturgy of longing that we've been saying in our home liturgy has been soaking down into the bones of you, especially as you've sat with brothers and sisters around the world who desperately thirst and yearn for the presence of God. And I hope that the Lord has been revealing something very profound to each of your hearts and your souls during this time. So some questions. What has the Lord stirred up within you in these last four months? How has your stomach been growling? How has your soul been churning? Do you hear the pains of creation around us? What has been giving you comfort during this time? What has been filling your appetite? What are you hungry for? Well, let's turn to our Bible passages very briefly for today. So our, the reading that we had from Matthew's Gospel comes from the last few moments there. And this is where Jesus charges the apostles. Right before he ascends up into heaven, he charges them with a task. He says, go therefore and make disciples 
of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Now you have to wonder for the apostles as they heard those words for the first time, did that, how did that sit with them? Did they understand the gravity of what Jesus was speaking to them in that moment? Make disciples, Jesus said. That is, help people to walk and talk like Jesus. Help people to think and love and pray like Jesus does. In all nations, go everywhere. Be a blessing to all people all around the world. And baptize them. Wash away their sins. Proclaim that their sin and guilt and shame has been placed upon Jesus at the cross. And bring them into the family. That's what baptism is. Bring them into the family. Seat them at the table. Well, again, that is a tall order, is it not? Well, then we fast forward to the book of Acts, which we also read this morning, uh, uh, from a passage that's very dear, not just to our church, but to our entire diocese in the upper Midwest, Acts 2.42 and following. But what I love about this is in, uh, if, we, if we pair that with Matthew, we see now in Acts that it's happening. The church is moving. It's on the move. It's growing. In fact, we see the apostles and so many more people praying with one another, breaking bread with one another, studying the apostles' teaching, giving sacrificially and loving it, and healing the sick and experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit in very profound and beautiful ways. And the Lord grows their numbers day by day. So how did they get there? How did they go from this small, uh, scrappy band of, of just a few apostles to now thousands joining their movements? Uh-oh. I hope I still have battery. Hello? Okay, great, great. We're back. <laughs> Super. So how did they move from being a small group to a large global movement? Well, for this, we have to look back again at Matthew's Gospel. Because Jesus is very clear about this. After giving his apostles that ambitious and global charge, he then gives them a beautiful promise. And this is a promise that encourages and empowers and equips his church. Jesus says to them in verse 20, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I know John's gospel often gets talked about as having all these I am statements, but look at this one. I am am with you, Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew, even until the end of the age. Friends, this is why the church is unlike any other organization or government or, or social system or anything else in the world. The church is utterly unique. No other organization can claim that they have what the church has. You see, when the waves of the world just come and crashing upon us, wave after another, and bear down on us, the life and the mission of the church continues because we have the presence of God among us. The presence of Jesus Christ. He's here now with us, ministering to you, even just by seeing so many people here, seeing the table set before you. The Lord is ministering to you now. Friends, we worship the God who has humbled himself who has broken open the darkness and has descended and walked among us. He suffered with us. He experienced oppression and betrayal with us. He knows our pain. He knows your pain. And through his glorious resurrection, he gives us a seat at the, at the table and he feeds us with his very self. So friend, our fast for us, for our congregation, 
has come to an end. The Lord has made possible uh, for this day to happen. Thank you, Jesus, that the fast is coming to an end. So we today, in a moment now, are going to be celebrating the fact that Christ is with us. That when you take this, this wafer in your hand, and I know our church hasn't done wafers before, it, it's not just a wafer that you're consuming. This is going to be for nourishment of your soul. The presence of Jesus Christ is above, around, within, to the left, to the right. He is totally uh, immersed in and saturating that piece of bread you will be consuming today. He will be touching your soul today through that. So the question that I ask, so the question that I ask you is, are you hungry? Are you hungry? Come. Come and receive. Come and receive food for your soul. Come and be touched by Jesus Christ himself today. And may all of your anxieties and fear and guilt be placed within his arms today. Not that those things get taken away, but know that he is with you. And this is a sign of the hope that one day he will. One day he will restore all things and all things will be made new in him. Heaven and earth will meet. Today is a foretaste of that. We get to taste and see that. So friends, may your souls be encouraged today by our Lord Jesus Christ himself. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.